Welcome in to episode 39 of the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes, your dutiful guest, back from an incredible experience this past weekend. And through the experience this past weekend, there were a lot of people who were like, you should make that an episode of the podcast. And I said, all right, well, I don't think that that's a terrible idea. So if you didn't know, I was in Tuscaloosa. I went to the Iron Bowl this past weekend to see Alabama take on Auburn, hashtag Roll Tide. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. So I thought of a couple ways that I was going to do this episode. One of the ways that I was going to do this episode is that I was going to have White Panther be on the episode because she's the person who set up the whole trip. I'll explain that in a minute. And then I have... I have her scheduled for another episode to end the season. So I didn't want to just bring her out and have her do this, even though what she did was really, really dope. So I was like, oh, I can just sit here and talk about it. And I thought, well, I'll get Mitch because Mitch kind of played a big role in this whole thing. Now I have him on it. But then as I was walking in here, I brought my present back for young Tony Gill, who's one of the producers at The Score. Mm -hmm. I brought him a, a hounds to to a lay that they give out down there. And I was like, why don't I have Tony come and hang out since we were going to have the conversation about the trip anyway. Roll Tide. Exactly. <laughs> and and he's one of the Roll Tide fans here. I thought that I would have Tony in. So this is young Tony Gill. What's up, Tony? What's up, Lawrence? How you doing? I'm good, man. It I'm was, really good. It was fun living vicariously through you over the over the weekend. That Tony, was great on social it, media. It's so funny because me and Mel, actually, we were like, Tony would do well down here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Tony would do really well down in Tuscaloosa. It was it was really fun. It was an, an amazing trip. Like, it's now, like, on the list of the best sporting experiences that I've had. Now, what's mm. cool for me is I don't really get a chance to root that much. Like, I've... I've, the, I've turned off a lot of my brain. That's my biggest fear. It, the, longer, it, the longer I work in this business, my biggest fear. It's going to happen. If you're do, I think if you're doing it right, it happens. Mm. And you, you kind of save some spaces. Like, I save space for the White Sox, even though I do have to look at them fairly critically. Mm. I save some space, a lot of space for DePaul. That's usually where my fandom is the craziest, is mm. DePaul basketball. But now, over the last couple of years, it's been Alabama football. Like, that's been the thing where I've kind of poured myself into. And it was so fun to let go. Like, to go someplace and not worry about having to cover a game. Right. And just be, like, I was geared out, man. Oh, yeah. It was all the Alabama freshness. So, when we were packing, Mel was like, how many Alabama hoodies do you have? <laughs> And I think I have five. I think I have five Alabama hoodies. So I packed packed two, and I, I wore one onto the plane. That's dope. And, really, and I mean, so the plane, it's midway. We left out of midway. Okay. And you fly to Birmingham. And Birmingham is about an hour drive away from Tuscaloosa. The whole plane was all these kids from Alabama who had been – home for Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and we're going back for the game. So you see like all the students like wearing their gear. What's really crazy. And I told Mel about this too. There was a piece in the Tribune last year 
that Alabama is becoming one of those schools that's just getting kids from Chicago. Ooh. Yeah, so it, it's a good education. It's affordable. It's far enough away that you're away, but it's it's an hour and a half flight if you want to come home. Yeah, out of Midway. So so that's what we were seeing. Like a lot of kids who were coming back from Thanksgiving break or getting ready to go down to the game, and basically the whole plane was just filled. Like, and it was a loaded flight filled with people who were going to either watch or be at this game. So people on Friday night were just lit. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen that, you know, with the teams here, except for like the Bears, where there's like a community that's just all in on something. It's just Alabama football is is is, is starting to turn into that, I guess, nationally now. Um, that they're just gaining fans and fandom everywhere. Well, the the Bears, I think, you're right. I think that's the closest thing. The Cubs, though. The, the Cubs, when they were winning the World Series, honestly, like, it felt a little bit like that. But football is a different animal. Yeah. Like, that, there's something to it that there's a little bit more, at least right now, like, there's so many things that are connected to it that, that when you get there, that it can, it can overwhelm a small city, a college town. And, and it, that's what you felt like. If it was... Mm-hmm. Everywhere, like in, in 05, I was I was in elementary school when the Sox won uh, with the World Series, and it wasn't. It was kind of like the the head nod, everybody that was like a small fist, like yeah, you're a Sox fan, like, yeah, I'm a Sox fan. But when everywhere you look, everywhere just fans upon fans, and everybody's like roll tide, and everybody's yelling, and yeah, insane. that's what it what it was like. It was. As soon as you touch down, so we 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 hung out in Birmingham initially because there's a great barbecue place in Alabama called Dreamland, and the original is in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. but they have one in Northport, which I I like that one versus the the one in Tuscaloosa is like in the woods, like it's a it imagine the grimiest heralds that you've ever been to, <laughs> <laughs> the grimiest heralds that you've ever been to. And then imagine that it's in the woods. So that's what it's like. The one in Northport is is kind of nice. Like they've got the TVs on and you know you get like a full menu and all that stuff. So we went to the one in Birmingham. And the one in Birmingham is super dope. If you've never been to Dreamland, I highly recommend it be part of your experience. Whether you want the griminess of the 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 uh, Tuscaloosa version or if you want to just lay back. So when we got off the plane it was pretty late. It was like 9.15 on Friday night. Friday, okay. And so by the time we got to the Dreamland in Tuscaloosa, they would have been closed. So we went to the Dreamland in Birmingham and watched the rest of the Apple Cup game there and watched uh, Oklahoma versus West Virginia there. And it was almost immediate. This almost never happens to me. Usually when we go on trips, there is a, like, gestation period for me. Like, I don't just throw myself into the trip. Usually it's, oh, well, let's get to where we're going. Let's put our stuff down and let's figure things out. I was full go, (laughs) full go from the moment that we touched down, I was ready. So, so we, we ordered, you know, I I think I got ribs and, and, uh, and Mel got a link and we ate banana pudding. Like it was everything that I was Southern. Yeah. We, we did it up big. And then we had to drive in the rain from, um, Birmingham down to Tuscaloosa, which is part of the story. It rained 
for the time that we were in the air, so we we got down, and then the time that we ate and watched the games to the time that we drove down to Tuscaloosa. It was pouring rain, pouring rain. And Saturday, Nick Saban had helicopters come to the field. He's such a boss. To dry the field off. <laughs> such a boss. Like it was, it was, it was pretty insane. But as soon as you enter into Tuscaloosa, and it's a weird thing because it's not that far. Like Birmingham's a real city. I I have found that I really dig um what I call southern metropolises. Mm-hmm. Give me Birmingham, give me Charlotte, give me New Orleans. I love cities like that. They got a little bit of history to them, some culture to them. But when you get to Tuscaloosa, you know what it's about. In in Birmingham, they have UAB, which is that story about that football program is unbelievable. Mm. It's a city. You know, like there's a lot of different. There's the 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 Birmingham Barons, the White Sox double A team yep. is down there. So there's a little bit of other stuff. When you get to Tuscaloosa, that is gone. That's out the window. <laughs> Everything is about the University of Alabama, and there is nothing else. Now, start from the beginning. How did all this uh, come about? Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. So, Mel, she wanted to – we both kind of hate surprises. But she wanted to – since I've become, like, the crazy Alabama fan Mm -hmm. where I'm screaming, and I've been to campus a few times and stuff – she said, well, why not? Let's see if we can go to the Iron Bowl. And this is where her old days of being a radio producer, like, came in. So she reached out to Mitch and was like, I want to take Lawrence to the Iron Bowl. Do you know anyone down there? And Mitch was like, I don't know, but he reached out. So he re- reached out to Mick Gillespie, who does pre- and post-game for Alabama. Now, Mick's been on my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember when Chris Bryant was playing down for the Tennessee Smokies, like Mick, yep. Mick does play-by-play for the Tennessee Smokies. So he was like, I don't have any tickets because <laughs> who has tickets to the Iron Bowl? But it turns out that he knew a booster that was a huge Cubs fan. So Mitch mm-hmm. traded, like traded away some Cubs tickets mm-hmm. for the Iron Bowl tickets. Yeah, and so dope, yeah. so when when White Panther told me that she had tickets, I didn't believe her. <laughs> like I spent I, I spent a good amount of time like yeah, all, right. all right. And she's like, no, 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 we're going. Like, we're gonna go. I'm like, okay, sure we are. <laughs> and then she started like making plans. Like, then it was I got the email from Southwest that we were <laughs> going to Birmingham. And I'm like, it does she want me to be just down there? Because that right. would have been honestly, that would have been enough. Mm. Like the tailgate, like watching it at yes. a tailgate or yes. at a bar down there. Tony, it's a whole different ball game down there, tailgate wise. I've been to a lot of places, and over the last few years, I've been doing more college football. I went to Kentucky. Me and Mel went to Kentucky a couple years ago. We did a trip. It was we went to Louisville, and then we drove to Lexington. So we went and saw Louisville play, and then we saw Kentucky. At Louisville, they have these train cars that are on campus, and you can basically buy a train car, and that could be like your base of operations hmm. for mm-hmm. while you're tailgating. Kentucky has something similar. They have like makeshift houses that are on like right by the stadium, and that's where you hang out. Bama takes this thing to a whole nother level. <laughs> So they have these things, too, that are, like, outside the parking lot, inside the quad. We got up Saturday morning, and 
I wanted to show her the campus. It was like the campus is really pretty. There's a, a lake and all this stuff. We got up at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock for a 2.30 kick. Streets were already shut down. Whoa. They had all, the, like the police were already there. The, they had the big barricade things up. Like the whole, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but apparently there. So we went back, we went and had breakfast. The food was amazing. Every place we went, every place that we got a recommendation was amazing. But let me, I'll get back to that. Mel set it up. She has a friend who has family in Tuscaloosa. The friend doesn't use the garage, so they renovated the garage into a place to stay. They're Chicagoans. Oh, that's so sweet. So it's geared up with like bear stuff. And I took pictures of it. Bear stuff. There's a White Sox. Like they have a White Sox World Series magnet. It's super Chicago y, mm-hmm. along with being very roll tide. And we we posted up there. It was a mile from the stadium. We could literally walk to the stadium from where we were staying. It was so dope. Like, it's like it was, God planned for you to go there at that moment, it, at that time. It felt like it. It it truly felt like it. So we we went and had breakfast, and it was the South does a lot of things right food wise for me. Like it's right mm. up my alley. The biscuits were popping. Like it was everything I wanted. And then we went into a store, and Mel was like, "I want to get some Alabama gear," and getting her on board with the Alabama thing has been a thing because she, she doesn't like it. Uh-huh. Like it's not, she doesn't like the person that I've become during <laughs> Alabama football games. Screaming at the television. Yes. Throwing stuff. <laughs> yeah! Like the national championship game last year, she will tell you that she was a hundred percent annoyed with oh, the way I was acting. Was so lit. It oh, was man. lit. <laughs> it was lit. You know what? You know what I'm going to do, Tony? I'm going to actually add on to this episode. The uh, the portion of the the conversation that I had with uh, Terrell Davis uh-huh. about this because he's a Georgia guy and he saw my laptop had Roll Tide on it and it's part of the reason that he stopped and talked to me at the Hall of Fame <laughs> and he he described those five minutes uh-huh. uh, of of what it was like at the end of the game so I'm gonna add that in uh, later on <laughs> in, in in the episode Terrell thanks for your time man. I Anytime. truly appreciate it. Anytime. I see the back of your uh Yeah, I knew I knew I shouldn't have left tied on the back yeah. of your laptop. I, I was like, Georgia and, boy is gonna come down here and it's and gonna I, be a problem. Yeah, and I'm not real happy with <laughs> with what happened in that game. You know, um I was at the game and I'm still salty about what happened in that game. It was a great we, we, game. We were though. so close, so close. It was such a great game. So close. I came, I came down from the booth in the third quarter, end of the third quarter, for two reasons. One, I was getting myself uh, in position to so celebrate. that when we won the game, I could celebrate. But two, I wanted to get a sense for what the team was feeling, you know, because we're right on the bench. And when I came down at the end of the third quarter, and it was early fourth quarter, I didn't like what I was seeing on the bench. I can feel the team. Like, they were, the first quarter, they were playing well, you know, kind of playing loose. I can, I can sense a little, a little tightness coming up. I can, I can sense that they were getting a little tight. And it was, some, it was an uneasy feeling about things that were happening in the fourth quarter. You know, that was the, they had the, the pick. Um, in the fourth quarter, they were up by 13 points, and they could have – they got the interception. They were, they were driving down to really blow the game out. And then Alabama picked it off. 
um, and then that just kind of. When they sacked Tua, you must have been like in the overtime when they oh, sacked yeah. Tua. You was and like, it, "This is it. We got it." Second and twenty six. I'm like, "Oh, we got this. All you got to do is just play deep, make them throw short, go make the tackle." Because the kicker missed the kick at the end of regulation, so they weren't going to try to kick the ball that far out. I say, "You play the the yardsticks, but you don't. You know, you, you make them throw short, and you go make tackles." And I'm sitting there, and I'm on my phone. I'm about to send out a tweet. You know, I was just about to say congratulations to the Bulldog fans, you know, national champions. I'm about to just go nuts on my phone. And as soon as I look up, the, ball's the ball the is going basically over my head. And, I'm, <laughs> and I'm, it felt like it was about 10 seconds in the air because I'm, I'm waiting to hear our bench go nuts. You know, I'm, I'm waiting to hear. You're in anticipatory mode, like this yes, is about to be I'm great. I'm waiting to hear us go, you know, excited that the ball was deflected or picked off or something, and I didn't hear anything, and it was quiet. And then I, just, I could just hear the biggest roar come from their sideline. And I couldn't see the play. It was blocked because I, where I was standing on the sideline. And then I looked up at the, at the replay, and I – I, I mean, I could not believe what I, what I was witnessing. I could not believe that you allow this to happen. They didn't even bump the corner. There was no – they didn't reroute him. They There's a free release free and he release was gone. And he was gone. And, was, and Tua did a hell of a job. That concerned me too. That concerned me when they, when they, when they benched uh, – the when, quarter, uh, when they made the switch, they made the, switch. the guy that can throw now yeah. is in, in the game. Because you don't you don't prepare for that guy. No, he's he, he's a run, but he's a runner. He's a, and and he's in there. He has nothing. He's a lefty. He's a lefty. Like, there's probably, a lot every, going every, on. Going on, I'm like that's just not good. And because we we had we, we were really playing well. Had their their quarterback a little frustrated, and they and then uh, Nick Saban went to the to the bullpen, man, and and uh, came up with some magic. <laughs> Darn! But the dogs are gonna be back this year. Dogs will be back this year. Yeah. I, I I suspect it'll be it'll be the same thing at I some so. point, whether it's the SEC championship game or the national championship game. I expect that we will see that again. I hope you're right. So so, so from from this Tide fan to this Bulldog, I salute you, sir. Right on, right on. Thank go, you so much. Go dogs. <laughs> That's Terrell David. Anyway, so we we finish breakfast. We go to the store. And she was like, I need to find something for me. Like, I need to find something with the mascot. Like, that's her thing. Like, she's mm. into mascots. She wants to take selfies. I'm sure she might be a furry. I'm not, you know, I don't know what's going on with her. But she found a sweater with Big Al, mm-hmm. the, the mascot on it. It was like $100. But I was like, you know what? Do it. Like, I mean, we're, if we're doing this, like, we're going all in, all the way, I'm all in. So, so we, we get to the register and I got some stuff for, you know, my mom and dad. And I picked up a mug for me, like a good tea mug that just has the crimson script A mm-hmm. on it. And it was like 250 bucks, man. <laughs> and she, she told me to get another hoodie. She's like, you should get another hoodie. And I was like, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> so I got another hoodie. We hung out and then um, walked over to to the stadium or around the stadium on campus. It's, Tony, it's bananas. Like, it's bananas. The, the only college, true college 
um, experience I've seen I would end up working was Northwestern Michigan. At Michigan? Uh, at, no, at Northwestern. Okay, Northwestern has come a long way. So, like so when, that's that's like the only kind of thing. Oh, let me see what the college scene is like. I never, I didn't go to a traditional college, so, so viewing that was big enough for me. Just at Northwestern, like wow, this is crazy. Oh, we got to get you down there then, because it was it's it's not dissimilar to what was going on with me. DePaul doesn't have a football team, right? So when I was in an undergrad. We would go to Northwestern because that's when they started to get good. That were under Gary Barnett back then. So, and, and in my job, I've gone to other places like Notre Dame. Like I think everyone should go to Notre Dame one time in their life because mm-hmm. it's a it's a different experience. The thing is, is that I always say go early. That's where I think the South has an advantage over everyone. The West Coast too. They take the football very seriously, and it's nice. I was wearing shorts. I, I wore shorts and a hoodie to the game and was completely comfortable. But you can feel it. The The high school is about a half a mile away from the stadium, and we walked over there, and we saw all the tailgating that was going on, all the Auburn people that that drove down from, from Auburn, which is on you know the other side of the state. It's like a three-hour drive. Everyone like had the most G'd up stuff you can imagine. There were mm-hmm. people where I walked past their tailgate and I'm going, why would you even go inside? <laughs> like you've got a 50-inch television out here on the lawn. Right. And the the South is different because people dress up for games. It's an event. Hmm. So while I'm, you know, I got my is, shorts, it, is it a who's who? There's a little bit okay. of that, like, with the student body. Okay. Like, with alums and with, you know, townies, it's, you know, wear whatever. But with the student body, like, it's a thing. We saw guys wearing ties. We saw girls looking like they were going to the club. And there was a lot of that. So, life hack found this okay. out. Okay. So, you know when women wear, like, they'll wear, um, like, a skirt and then the really high boots? Mm-hmm. The hack, and I don't know if this is going on everywhere, the hack is you put your small bottle of booze in those boots because those don't Mm. get checked, and you roll in and you have yourself a good, inexpensive time with the (laughs) booze. Because we were just going, why are, first of all, why are are the women dressed up like like they're going on a date? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we're seeing a lot of the boots. And then we were behind someone in line. And she had like two bottles in her booth. So I was like, <laughs> like, like, like one of those like personal. Yeah, like, 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 like you would get on an airplane. Okay. And I'm like, okay. that's gangster. <laughs> like that's gangster right there. Like she is, she's got all the liquor that she needs right here, and it is, it is awesome that they're doing that. But that's like a thing. Like people are not coming to the game bummy. Like the 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 undergrads at, at Alabama, like they are coming to show out. At the game, every fraternity house or sorority house had a huge sign with, you know, their Greek letters and we, you know, support the the tide and like covering the front part of the house. No matter where we walked on campus, we were seeing all of these fraternity houses do all this. And then, like I said to Mel, like there was a tent city set up in the quad. So people are just tailgating, drinking, grilling, partying, 
walking. It was like a festival. Like imagine, imagine like a small Lollapalooza, hmm. just in the tailgate area. Like that's what was going on. How did you? No one knew you in you know large crowds. It's not. It's not did, my best did, moment. Yeah. How did How did you fare? Well, I did okay. For a while, and then it got to be too much. And I told Mel, I was like, let's just stand here for a minute because I mm-hmm. wanted to go in. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And I was like, no, 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 let me take in all of this stuff, but we don't have to be in it. Mm-hmm. So we pulled to the side, and I saw like the dance team and the cheerleaders. And I was like, oh, the band is coming this way. And she's like, awesome. So we just, and there's video up on my Instagram of this too. We, we stayed at a point where they walked right past us. And what I didn't know is, like, that's kind of the call to arms. Like, that's the, hey, get your asses in the stadium. <laughs> so so th- as the band finishes, like, everyone followed Follows. behind. And okay. so then we all went to our gates and, and we went in. It was, it was super dope because you got to be up close with it. And they called the band down there, the Million Dollar Band. They were on point. The Chilean squad was on point. And... They have these statues around around the, the front of the stadium. So with the national championships, there is a, a like a step commemorating every national championship. So you walk up and you're like, oh, here's the championship from 74 and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And that's surrounded by all the statues of all the coaches. Now, okay. what's crazy is, is all of the other coaches were – their statues were made by one person, but Nick Saban got like someone else to do his. So his because statue, of course. because of course, <laughs> so his statue looks different, and it's bigger than the rest <laughs> of the statues that are there. So Bear Bryant's statue <laughs> is kind of like understated, and, and then there's Nick Saban with these huge hands. But all that stuff like leads you into the building, and then once you get into the building. Mel made this point, and I think she was dead on about it. It's a place that holds 100,000 people. It doesn't feel like it. Everything feels close. And I don't know how they did that from an architectural standpoint. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've never been in a stadium that big outside of Jerry World. I went to the Cowboys, AT&T, and that place felt huge. It felt cavernous. And Bears fans, I remember there were probably 30,000 Bears fans who had made that trip to that game. This place was filled. This is how loud it was, Tony. It was so loud that when the Auburn band played, you couldn't hear them. We were in the section where the Auburn band was. They were probably, you know, a few feet over from where we Mm -hmm. were. And we couldn't hear, we couldn't decipher the songs that they were playing. Because it it's was that be on loud. Purpose. I don't know. think I don't think it's on purpose. I just think that it's sonically like what now I imagine if we would have gone to the game against the Citadel. Right. We would have been able to hear the <laughs> Citadel's band because there there weren't a lot of people. And Saban has complained about this. Which, that, is, which is weird. Like the games that matter, people come out. Correct. Why am I gonna why am I gonna go see you beat up on the Citadel? Right. Even though that game was 10-10 at the half. <laughs> but why am I gonna see you like outdo them? But the the walk up was incredible. It's like a um, like a tent city. So like the lay that you have on now, like mm-hmm. that's where we got it from. There's vendors, 
everyone doing like their own personal stuff. Like you got people out there knitting and crocheting, roll tide stuff everywhere you look, where where however you want it, you can have it. You can have the flashiest thing ever, or you can have the the like most homemade thing that you've ever seen. Now, what's crazy is yesterday morning, Sunday morning, we went back because I said to Mel, I go, I wonder what it's like after. Like, what's it like after a game? And she compared it to because she grew up outside of Champaign. She said, you go over to the campus on a Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. Like, there's trash, like, everywhere. Like, you can tell, like, something big happened. If I wouldn't have told you the Iron Bowl happened, you wouldn't have known. The campus was back to normal. Everything was gone. Like every like we're seeing people like go to church. There's a church like right across the street. So we're seeing people like go to church. It was like nothing had happened. And I'm just sitting there going, how like that machine of Alabama football is so tightly wound at this mm-hmm. point that it's like clockwork, man. Yeah. People know, okay, Big well, game, done, clean up, go home. Go to church. It's crazy. <laughs> you you would have loved the way that they do the introductions. And I gave a little bit of that on Instagram where they inter, introduced. I reposted it. Yeah. Yeah, on my Instagram. With, yeah. with the Tua. Uh-huh. And tell people your Instagram so they know. Uh, Tony Gill 670 everywhere. So they do like every player. And people get excited. And then they did uh, Damian Harris and they mm-hmm. did Tua. And the place went berserk absolutely berserk he is a cult hero down there and sometimes like when you think about it like i mean these are still kids you know they're still young people and having all of that for them it's got to be like it's got to be nothing like it the energy down there for that was amazing now i get it it's auburn like that like that brings its his own element into it. Mm-hmm. The Auburn fans I met were outstanding. They were wow. outstanding. I sat next to an Auburn fan for the game. So she's there with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend's an Alabama fan. They were sitting next to a pair of brothers where one was an Alabama fan and one was an Auburn fan. So we had a good little group. And it was, you know, we were all older. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit more of a mature vibe. Now on the other side of us. And I put this video out on tw- or picture out on Twitter too. There's a young man who I asked him. I said, "How how what time did you start today? What time?" And he goes, "8 a.m." And I'm regretting it. And I was like, mm-hmm. "He slept through the entire first half, like just his head hanging down." So it was him and his brothers and like their mom. So the mom gets up and leaves. I would say at the end of the first quarter, she left. She came back with a bag of Gatorade and water <laughs> for the entire crew because they were so uh, messed she, she up. She's the real MVP. She is she the, the real, real MVP. MVP. There's a, a young lady behind all of us that threw up. She had to leave the game because <laughs> she had gone a little bit too hard. But the sound coming from the stadium was just amazing like it was cool to be a part of something that was that big mm-hmm. and all the different chants and the songs and they do this dixieland song which i was a little uncomfortable yeah, with yeah, we discussed that they, yeah there's some there's <laughs> some of that stuff where you like 
oh, I'm gonna let it slide, but but and and Mel goes, there are black people singing this song. We're like, yeah, but I, you know, I'm not from here, so I'm just gonna be cool and not do that. It was uh, when we went to Kentucky, they sang uh, my old Kentucky home. And it was eerie, like, because everyone knows the words. It's a tradition there. And so it made me, like, I went and learned a lot about the song. And the song is actually, like, an anti-slavery song, which mm-hmm. I was like, oh, all right. Next time I go to the <laughs> Kentucky game, I'll be singing in my old Kentucky home. Mm-hmm. But the pageantry of it, like, it was, in my mind, I was like, this can't be as great as I think it's going to be. Like, there's no way that this is going to live up to my expectations. It was more than that. It was more than that. And had it been a little bit nicer, like I can only imagine like a, like a Mississippi State game, like earlier in the season mm-hmm. where it's 75, 80 degrees on what some of the stuff that you would see. But it was dope. Like it was perfect because the the – down down south, like, the leaves have changed, but they haven't fallen. So the backdrop that you get, like, walking around Tuscaloosa is gorgeous. Is exactly what you expect fall. Like, you know, last week here, the leaves are gone. Yeah. They're off the trees <laughs> here. But down there, you still have some of that fo- foliage, and it looks it looks great. And then there was the food. We, we went to... Uh, called the wayside and we still haven't talked about the game yet yeah we haven't even (laughs) talked about the game yet we went to the wayside on sunday morning and it's like a historic tuscaloosa place and we're looking at the menu and i'm i'm about it like whatever like there are no dietary restrictions Mm -hmm. this weekend (laughs) we're going hard and i said i think i'm gonna get these pork chops and the the waitress was like honey you can get pork chops anywhere you need to get this country ham and i was like really so I said, all right, bet. I'll see. And she's like, if you don't like it, you know what? We can get you pork chops, but you're going to like it. And it was delicious. They served us beignets before. I thought that was a strictly New Orleans thing. It's a Southern thing. It's, okay. it's a Southern thing. So the food was out of this world. Like, it was exactly what you would expect, like, a Southern breakfast. Like, fresh homemade biscuits like all sorts of stuff. She said that she offered us um, cause Mel got sausage and they offered a sausage coffee gravy. A what? That's what I said. <laughs> so it, it's the grease from the sausage and mm-hmm. they mix it with a little bit of coffee. And that's like a thing. <laughs> and I was just sitting there going, have we landed in heaven? Like, is that is this what heaven is like? All right, and you're right, Tony. We should talk about the game. They kicked the crap out of Auburn. Yeah. On top of everything else, you're seeing why that program is, they just have waves of people. And Auburn played well. You know, they played well, and then the third quarter happened. Yeah. And that was that. It's It's been the only game that, being an Alabama fan, I get nervous about the late Auburn game where they have tripped up early in the season but somehow has gotten it together and now ready to play Alabama for basically the conference. And it gets me nervous every year. And Ken Davis of Dean Davis Show, he's an Alabama fan. Um, he said, don't worry about it. 
Don't worry about it. I was like, I don't know, man. There was no reason. You knew that at some point Alabama's talent was going to overwhelm Auburn, mm-hmm. but Auburn played tough. They were smart. They did some interesting things offensively. And then, you know, Tua just makes some throws where you go, wow. You know, I, I mean, I've seen that from quarterback people around the league. He's the number, he would be the number one draft pick right now. And he has to stay another year. It doesn't surprise me. And his little brother is coming right behind him. Yeah, he's he's committed to, to Alabama. He's playing down there right now. And he's going to be there. The What's really crazy is, so once they've got the game out, out of hand, what was it, 40, 45 to 17 or whatever, or 21, 45, 21, Jalen Hurts comes into the game. The crowd went bananas. So they still support Jalen They Jaylen love Jalen Hurts. Okay. So I heard people screaming, get you one, Jalen, get you one. <laughs> and then, like, immediately goes first up. Play. First play. First play. And the place was rocking, like when he threw it. Because now it's like this game is completely over. Everything that they've wanted to have happen mm-hmm. happened, and it was just dope. It was it was crazy. Like the whole experience was insane. Now, has there been a team just this overwhelming in an individual season in college? Now I've I've, heard, I've seen the what the two thousand two thousand one hurricanes. But you know what they I make, mean, man, this team, this Alabama team. They make me think of UNLV basketball. Like, that's mm. what it feels like. Like, you're just at a disadvantage. Like, every position, they've got someone that's better than what you've got. Their backup got. is probably better than your starter, too. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of, like, that type of dominance. And I'm, I am curious because I think that, like, there's a part of me that wants to see Bama Clemson 4. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to see it because basically when Nick leaves. Yeah, it's not going to be like this. Again. Well, no, I think that it will be because I think they're going to offer Dabo a whole bunch of money to come too. on home. Yeah. and But he runs his program similarly, and he gets a lot of great talent. I think from a talent standpoint, they're as close to Bama as you're going to get. Like, Ohio State to me is not on that talent level. This they, year. N- this year. Yeah. I mean, they have been in the past. And I, I don't I – mean, is Oklahoma scare you from a talent standpoint? No. They don't scare me because they don't play defense. Yeah. And Alabama, again, like I said, however you want it. You want the grinded out game? Not a problem. You, too. Yeah. you, you want the up and down game? Great. Yeah, we can do that, but we'll stop your guys from doing that. What's uh, the most impressive thing to me – is Nick Saban, who is notoriously stubborn, hard-nosed, has found, like, look, I got to give me one of these offenses. Mm-hmm. I got In order to stay relevant and to stay alive, I got to get one of these quarterbacks. I have to. When before, it seemed like to me it was putting up his nose that I don't need a quarterback to beat you. Right. It's been it's been cool, right? You know, he's had elite defenses basically his whole and tenure, great offensive and great lines. Offensive lines and great running backs to finish plays. But having that quarterback just ascended Alabama to like just a whole different stratosphere on the possibilities of him probably even staying even longer than probably what people thought because now he has a quarterback to kind of handle any flaws that, you know, from year to year may creep up defensively via injuries, 
you know, albeit or just just not enough talent really on the defensive end. But it's been amazing to see the how they transferred into this offensive juggernaut. And they got elite wide receivers too. Facts. That two was kind of overshadowing because every obviously everybody looks at the quarterback. But they have elite, elite receivers and elite, elite running backs on this team too. That you know kind of goes missing under the the fold of Tua, but still, they're they're really overwhelming. And I'm curious to see how this whole thing, this whole thing plays out. Like I, but I had like the best time. Like it was great. Like it was it was really nice to just like let go and just be a fan mm-hmm. for a couple of days. And I got the chance to do that. You think it's difficult for? You know, broadcasters to to do that. Yeah, like they say, oh, you know, I grew up a fan of this team or I root for this team, but they they all end up being kind of jaded by the business. Sure, of it. I think that what you need is to to not be in your own city. Like that helps. Now, if you uh-huh. become a broadcaster for a team, it's easy. Right. Like that's really easy because people who are listening probably want you to be a, a little bit, and I heard someone say, maybe it's Wayne, who's like, Wayne Randazzo who said it, it's like 60-40. Like, mm-hmm. you can be a little bit of a homer. Like, you don't have to necessarily call it straight down the middle if you're working for a team. I, I just know that for me, covering a team every day, learning how the sausage is made, make like, I am enjoying the Bears winning for what it does for the show and what what it does for the city. But I like there's for me it's like I'm not getting excited about it. It's different. Like I'm looking uh-huh. at it clinically. It, same it's same thing. It's better for business. It's way better you know, for business when the Bears are winning. Way better. Like more people are going to watch the show, more mm-hmm. people are going to listen to the radio show. I like it because it and people are going to they're they're going to they care about your opinion about what's going on. With this thing, it's just like so fun. Like to yeah. just to just be in it and like see everything that's like happening around you. I think it I think every broadcaster should have that, in my opinion, a go-to spot. Because I I think it helps when you don't forget what the fan, you know, feels. What what's crazy for me, and I think that you're right. I I do think that you're right. I actually still really love sports. And and did, did this trip kind of No, no, like almost every trip is like that. This is what I figured out. Like Mel and I end up at sporting events all the time when we go out of town. When we went to Arizona, we went and saw a Suns preseason game. Because mm-hmm. I like sports. She does too. Like she's actually a huge sports fan as well. But I haven't lost being a fan. It's just well, I, I guess I have lost being a fan. I haven't lost being a fan of sports like Mm -hmm. I still love sports like it's it's a bizarre thing and I thought about this Wednesday night sports is my occupation and my escape and it's weird a lot of people don't get to have that no and it's weird for me when because you need to walk away from it yeah like there are times when you just so it's weird for me to even find a space where I can walk away. And I'm trying to think about how to do it after bear season ends. Like, do I need to go someplace where I'm not going to have access Mm -hmm. to watching the NFL or watching bowl games or whatever? But I still, like, I will watch. If there is money on the table, 
I will watch someone play their grandmother in basketball. <laughs> like I, I am that dude, and I, I am glad that I haven't lost that. Like mm. I love that I am still a fan of sport. Like even Friday night when we're in Birmingham, and I'm like, oh, it's snowing at the Washington Washington State game. You know what that means? Washington State's not going to win because their <laughs> offense is not going to work in in the snow. Mm. And watching that all like play out. Watching the the UCF game before we left, I was watching UCF uh, U, USF before we left, and seeing that kid, you know, break his leg and be like, "Man, what does UCF have to do to mm-hmm. to get invited to the dance?" And as a Bama fan, let me just say, <laughs> if you want some, come get, get some. some. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's you cool. come get yeah. some. Yeah, and, and, and I, they they should be real, you know, careful. About their push to get into that, you know, Final Four sure. before they come on b- in uh, b- before, b- you know, before it gets real. Before they're like, all right, let's let's give a, a smaller team a try. Come right? on in, let's go. Let's it's see fine. what you got. Let's come on in. We'll even play you in your backyard. You want to go play down with the Orange Bowl? Fine. That's come fun. on, come on in. <laughs> It'll be great, UCF, and then you'll lose by forty points. But I, I honestly do think that there is a compelling case for them to be in it. Uh, last, year, last year more than this year. For sure. They're, they're, all the other, the peripheral stuff was in their favor. But when you've got a program that hasn't lost a game in two years, yeah, it's hard to make the case that they should be out. But if you want some, come get some. <laughs> if you, if you, that, that, that's like my favorite like Bama troll now is now Bama fans start chanting, we want Bama. At games, yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite thing now. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking to Adam Stazinski. Uh, he's a huge Notre Dame guy, and he's like, I think Alabama's second team could be in the Final Four along with Alabama's first team. And I was like, Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know if they could be in the Final Four, but I mean, you are talking about it being quarterbacked by Jalen Hurts, who's only lost like two games. But I but I would tell you that that team. That team wins every conference except for maybe the ACC. Really? I thought you were going to say uh, Big 12. They they kill the Big 12 because they actually would still play defense. They they win every conference except for the ACC, and I don't think they win the Big 10. But that second team is out there just whatever other – Pac-12, come on down. <laughs> come on down, Pac-12, which are nonsense that you've got going on out there as a conference. So it, all in all, like mm. of the places that I've been, th- the experience was a little bit different because I'm such a big fan, mm-hmm. but I would highly recommend it. Like if you have the chance to go see a Bama game, it doesn't have to be the iron bowl. Like that's, yeah, that's over the top. But you if know. you get a chance to see an early sec opponent, like don't go see like cupcake weekend. Like don't, don't go see them take on um, Citadel's the famous one. Yeah, <laughs> don't go see that. But if go see them, Mississippi, Mississippi State. Go see that, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Go see those games because it, it was definitely an experience. Notre Dame is an experience that I think everyone should do once. And honestly, Notre Dame basketball now with the Joy Center. Oh, speaking of basketball. Oh my goodness. So this made me you laugh. You saw Avery. No. Okay. This made me laugh. They they did have a tent though. Alabama basketball had a tent outside of the uh-huh. football game. So Sunday we were rushing back because we wanted to make it back before the snow. 
we're going through TSA, and I was wearing, like, a Bama cap, and I was wearing a DePaul shirt underneath my jacket. And the TSA guy was like, ah, DePaul. He's like, I remember them. They used to be our biggest rival. And he's not lying. DePaul basketball? UAB and DePaul basketball were in the Great Midwest Conference together. And back in the day, it used to be DePaul and UAB, like, playing for the title. (laughs) <laughs> and so I was laughing hysterically because he didn't realize that I knew exactly what he was talking about because mm. that's when I started calling games. Like mm. Zach and I had started calling games back when DePaul was in. So back in like the Sammy Mejia days and everything. And it was just so funny. And Mel was like, is that a thing? Is that like a real thing? I'm like, yes, we were in a conference with UAB and the tournament that's, that's was in Birmingham all the time, and we come down here, and it would be DePaul versus UAB. That's really interesting. So, like, worlds collide, and it was super, super good, the, the <laughs> whole thing. But Notre Dame football and Notre Dame basketball, I think people mm. should go see. I feel like everyone should go see a Pac-12 tailgate. It's a whole different thing, too. It's mm. similar to Alabama, but they don't care as much about the football. The scene, <laughs> though, like an Arizona State tailgate, the scene is mm-hmm. unbelievable. And like with Arizona State in particular, Arizona has a little bit of this, but Arizona State, the stadium is built into a mountain. It's gorgeous. Like everything about it. And like the items in the tailgate are so different <laughs> than what you get at like Alabama or Auburn or Georgia. It's very West Coast. And it's it's dope. Like and and Anthony was telling me What does that mean? Very West Coast. It's very like you're not trying to get fat at a West Coast tailgate. Uh-huh. Like you're keeping it light. You're you're you've got, you know, trying to think of what they had because it was it wasn't sushi, but it like think of like that. Like there's people grilling chicken. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everyone's like hanging out, like having it's like a, a little hipster. He's got a little, it's vibe. just kind of okay. a laid back, like SoCal vibe. Even though you're talking about Arizona, um, go see basketball at Pitt. the 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 Peterson Athletic Center at Pitt is incredible, and the student section is relentless. I, they're relentless. Like they have a dry erase board, mm-hmm. and they knew everyone on DePaul's roster. And, I mean, in the layup line, like, these people are – they call it the zoo, I believe. And it's – and the facility is gorgeous. Like, it's it looks like – um like, they have those suites that are floor level. Mm. Dope as hell. So, do that. Go see a baseball game in Pittsburgh at PNC Park, which is my number one. Is my number one on-the-road place. And if you go – the Andy Warhol Museum is right around the corner from the ballpark. I highly recommend that you make that a part of it, along with going to see Mr. Rogers' house in Pittsburgh, going to see where the Homestead Grays played from the Negro League. So so that's on my list. I wanted to hate Jerry World, mm-hmm. where the Cowboys play. And when the Bears went down, I was like, this place is going to suck. It's going to be just this big, like, no character. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I walked away like loving it. So, but Alabama, like, that experience is high on my list of sports experiences that I would recommend to people. Yeah, I, I plan on going. You like, should go, yeah, Tony. Like I have to go. I think I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to figure out a way to make that happen for you because you 
there's no one else that I thought would have enjoyed all of it mm-hmm. more than you. Like you would have <laughs> loved it. Like just kind of looking around going, this is a lot. Like there is a <laughs> lot happening here. I think that you would dig it. And the history of Alabama mm-hmm. football is everywhere. So even when we had breakfast Sunday morning where I'm getting the country ham, which was so delicious, um, <laughs> this it's 830 in the morning the next morning, 830. The place is packed. And this this woman is like, hey, you know, such and such is here and we haven't seen them in forever. How about we just give them a big roll tie and the whole restaurant did it. <laughs> and Melissa's looking around like, what is going <laughs> on here? Everywhere we went. And so we're like, I think my personality, I like to be contrarian, like, you know, a little bit. I think it's just part of me. Um, but being a part of something like that, like, I haven't stopped smiling this whole conversation. I know. <laughs> As you uh retelling the story of, you know, your trip. And it's like, yeah, I got to do it. You have to. I, I got to do it. It's easy, too. Like, that's uh-huh. the other part of it. It's easy. It's an hour and a half flight, and it's an hour drive. That's easy. It's it's amazing. But I would highly recommend. And I'm sure I haven't been to the big house in a long time in Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's where I initially thought I was going to go to college was University of Michigan. Oh, you and Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I got in, but they were talking a lot of money, and the scholarships <laughs> wasn't cutting it. So – uh, I've I enjoyed I'm trying to think of what other basketball venue like college basketball. You need to see Madison Square Garden. Yes, what, yeah. whatever's there, whatever's there, it doesn't matter. It can be the Big East tournament. It can be a Knicks game. It can be a fight. It can be a concert. You just need to like you can feel the history of that place when you walk in. I'm trying to think of what else, what other basketball venue that I really really like. I haven't been to a North Carolina Duke game. Winchester Arena. It, it, we're working on it. I will say this. <laughs> DePaul student section, the the game against Penn State, I've never seen them more alive. DePaul's it, doing well. Eh, they're 3-1. and one, It's whatever. <laughs> but the student section came to play, and I enjoyed that. But there's a lot of cool venues still left. Like I, I would highly recommend people just go to University of Colorado and just mm-hmm. walk the campus because I don't know if there's a more gorgeous campus in America than that one and i can only imagine what it's like now uh when when you got a little bit of snow and in denver slash boulder the sun shines 300 days a year so even if you get snow the snow melts it's crazy it's it's, it's crazy but thanks tony i appreciate you jumping in on this no problem man this is this is great reliving this with you is there anything else you want to know is there anything else i can tell you um the history of Bear Bryant. Well, there's a whole museum down there. Um, in terms of him being slow to integrate, integrate. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is is everybody just kind of? Yeah, there's a lot of things in the South that <laughs> are like the city of Birmingham itself. I mean, Birmingham. Like, honestly, like I went to Birmingham. Was it this summer? Yeah, this summer. And the city of Birmingham itself is fascinating for the history of this country. And 
you have the city of Montgomery that's really interesting for the history of this country Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what parts of history do we keep and try to learn from versus celebrating. And I think that there's a difference between the two. So yes, there is some, it's so funny because one of the, one of the books on the table that in the place that we stayed was the junction boys book. So Mm -hmm. we were, I was laughing with Mel about all that and, but yes, though there there are some questions. It's the same thing with the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox were the last Major League Baseball team to integrate. And I don't think that happened until mm-hmm. the late sixties. So <laughs> we're talking twenty years after Jackie Robinson. <laughs> and there were still no black players on the Red Sox. You know, like that sort of stuff. So uh-huh. yes, there there is a fair amount of good history. That that needs to be discussed and viewed whenever you go to southern metropolises, mm-hmm. and and I think the way to look at it is, what are we trying? What stories are we trying to tell? What history is there? What can be learned from this history versus we are going to celebrate this history? I will tell you that there are some places where I felt uncomfortable, like I'll never go back to West Virginia ever, mm. ever. And I don't. Even, it wasn't even necessarily like a racial thing. It was just a an outsiders vibe. Okay. Like outsiders are not welcome here. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when I speak, you can hear that I'm from Chicago. Like you can hear it. Yeah. And especially down there, you can hear it. And people couldn't have been nicer. Like everywhere we went, and obviously there are some. Differences between me and my wife. (laughs) (laughs) But people couldn't have been nicer, like, down there in welcoming us into that community. And that's what I think was I was probably most surprised about. Obviously, like, I'm a fan of Bama. I was wearing all the gear. But people want you to come be a part of it. Like, come be a – come. like, we were walking down – um, Bryant Way, and there were people who were like, "Hey, come and hang out here at our tailgate," or "What are you doing over there? Come hang out over here." It was strange, like how mm-hmm. welcoming everyone was. And I don't know if that's just something that that the Bama football team, but even between like Auburn and Alabama fans, I found it to be great. Like they're. I'm surprised. Did you see a fight? No. Mm. Most most of the time, I think Auburn fans like I think Auburn fans are smart enough where they're like we're we're not that good <laughs> compared to Alabama. And, like mm. they knew what was getting ready to happen, and th- it was friendly. Like I don't like going to Cubs Sox games on the South Side anymore because it gets out of hand. At Wrigley, I've always had a really good time, but on 35th Street, it's been I've always given those tickets away. Because I don't like the way that, as a Sox fan, we act sometimes mm-hmm. at, at those games. But with Alabama-Auburn, it was it was all love. It was all, like, mm. football. And I talked with, with uh, Alex Brown about this, obviously a Florida Gator. And he was talking to me about how seriously football is taken in the South. And I said the only equivalent that I can think of is how important basketball is in Chicago. Like, you'll see it. There'll be a kid out there tonight 
that will shovel snow so that he has a place to practice and shoot. And he said that's that's football in the South. It is everything. So it's it's a different vibe than going to a Northwestern game, which is fun and great. Wisconsin, I I would say that's a place where it's probably as similar as it gets up north, other than Notre Dame. Like mm-hmm. Notre Dame's its own thing. But Wisconsin is probably the only place that I've been where I'm like, yeah, this is legit, like real vibe type stuff here. So I would say mm-hmm. go. And I I would be you would be surprised at how welcome you would be. It's cause you're like even crazier than I am about this. <laughs> Yeah, people always like people around here question me. Oh, you're just a bandwagon. Like, no, this is this is reasons why you know I'm a I'm a Bama fan. Um, my father was an Auburn guy. He liked Charles Barkley, um, like Cam Newton, Frank Thomas. So yeah, Frank Thomas. So I didn't want to be exactly like my dad in every way. So I was like, I like the other Alabama, you push uh, back. Alabama team. I push back a little. So that's kind of origins of my Alabama like there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it at all well Tony again thank you I appreciate this went longer than I expected (laughs) but hopefully people got some recommendations that they can then use and and enjoy uh, along with us talking about Alabama which is good oh oh and and as a matter of fact since I said it and by the way tell people how they can find you again on social uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, Tony Gill six seventy. That's Gill with two L's. I'm not Polish. So that, that's how you can you can find Young Tony on Twitter. I promised that I, that, that I was going to share the the. What do you think? Should I drop it in to where I said here's the Terrell Davis? Thing? I'm a fan of splicing All in right. between. All so. right, then that's what I'll do. So so that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll do it that way. <clears throat> so we can finish off this episode. I know it wasn't an interview episode per se. It was just me and Tony talking about how great Alabama is. But hopefully you enjoyed it and hopefully you got some recommendations for your sports calendar that you can check out as well. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. I'll be back with a Bears pot this weekend after the Giants game. I got some thoughts on that. that that's a good offense, but except for the quarterback, that's a problem. So thanks for the support. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening today. Hope you enjoyed it. Roll Tide! Roll Tide!